Good evening, listeners. It's October 2nd, and you're tuned in to 88.7 KBVR Corvallis. It is currently just after 7 p.m., and on a Sunday, that can mean only one thing. It's time for another episode of Inspiration Dissemination. I'm Kristen Finch. And I'm Mackenzie Smith. Here at Oregon State, we have more than 4,000 graduate students in over 80 different programs of study. And here on Inspiration Dissemination, we feature the research and personal stories of one of these students each week. If you're a graduate student at OSU, and if you're interested in coming on the show or just want to find out more about all the awesome going-ons at Oregon State, check out our blog at blogs.oregonstate.org edu slash inspiration where you can find out all about our up and coming guests and links to our twitter and facebook pages inspiration dissemination is recorded live and should they occur any opinions expressed on the show are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily represent oregon state university or this station tonight we are joined by masood abadi from the department of civil and construction engineering so masood welcome to the show Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And of course, and we're very glad to have you. And I'm just wondering, uh, what, who's your PI and your department and program of study? Uh, so uh, my PI is Dr. David Herowitz, and I'm in civil and construction engineering department. And my major is transportation engineering. Very good. And so do you want to just start off by telling the listeners a little bit about what you do? Sure. Uh, sure. Let's let me start with an introduction of my dissertation. So, uh, growing concerns over the effects of vehicle use on environment, neighborhood liability, safety, and health have contributed to paradigm shift in transportation planning from motorized to non-motorized modes of transportation. You know, indeed, as traffic congestion grows in urban areas, many cities are encouraging bicycling as an alternative to cars. Uh, for example, city of Portland has recently adopted a bicycle plan that aims to make all the daily uh, one-fourth of all the daily trips made by bicycles by 2030. So as bicycling, there is just one problem here. As bicycling grows in popularity, the conflicts between bicycles and other vehicles also increase. So the data from National Highway Traffic Safety Administration shows that in recent years, despite the fact that traffic fatalities have decreased, bicycle fatalities have, uh, have decreased, bicycle fatalities have increased. And uh, this problem is specifically very severe when it comes to bicycle and truck interactions. Because, you know, previous studies show that if a truck is involved in a bicycle accident, uh, the probability of a fatal injury for a cyclist increased by almost 380%. That's huge. So in my study, we are going to look into bicycle uh, bicyclist behavior around loading zones and around, you know, trucks to see how we can introduce engineering, you know, treatments and engineering interventions in order to reduce 
these bicycle fatalities or injuries. So we want to see how bicyclists react to different traffic signs and to different striping. And we do that all in a virtual environment, so it's 100% safe. We have a bicycle simulator at OSU, so we bring people in our virtual environment. We define different scenarios, uh, you know, li crash likelihood scenarios, and we observe the behavior of cyclists. We want to know how do they react when a truck just cut into their way. So we are doing that in my thesis, and so I can say that we are trying to save lives. Yeah, yes. trying to increase or decrease bicycle fatalities where where bicyclists are going to increase in frequency. That's right. Okay, so I'm wondering uh, how what is this bicycle simulator lab like? What if you ask me to be a participant in this study and I'm going to be on on a bicyclist mm -hmm. in the study? What would that look like for me? So uh, let me start with the idea of driving simulator and bicycle simulator. So. You know, driving simulators could start from you know, an application on your smartphone, you know, just like crazy games that you can download from App Store. And it could, it could go to national um, lab, laboratory at, at the University of Iowa, which is the size of a football pitch. <laughs> and in OSU, we are somewhere in between. So we have, in our driving simulator, we have a 2009 Ford Fusion, the real cab. And it is on emotion based. It has four degrees of freedom, which which means it can simulate the, uh, you know, acceleration and deceleration. And there is there are three screens in front of this vehicle uh, that uh, shows a, a 100 degrees, you know, field of view. And um, the interior is exactly the same. Exterior is just a little bit different. We don't have wheels. <laughs> and uh, so that's for our driving simulator. And on, on our bicycle simulator, we have an urban bike uh, mounted on a stationary platform. And there is one screen in front of that bike. And I should tell you that we are one of maybe six or seven labs in the world that has a bicycle simulator. And we are probably the only one in the lab that a bicycle, a bicyclist and a driver can interact at the same time in a virtual environment. So they are in two different places in the lab, but they can see the avatar of each other on that screen and they can interact. So we can have, we can develop different scenarios in order to, you know, investigate bicyclist and driver's behavior at the same time. That's fascinating. So. You mentioned one of your research projects is with this interaction between trucks and bicyclists. Um, I know it's perhaps early in this, but what are some of the outcomes or what are some of the discoveries you found with this particular research project? So we haven't actually started the project yet, you know, the experiment actually, uh, but we know what we are going to do. So we have an eye tracking system in our lab. So. We really want to see where bicyclists look and how long do they look at that point. So if we are designing this new traffic sign or if we are putting new striping on the pavement, just like continuous green or dashed green or whatever it is, we really want people to look at their, that point. And we want, to, we want people to focus on that, not only just scan it. So we want to look at um, you know, eye, tr eye movements according to different striping and signage. 
and uh, then we want to come up with the best and safest you know design in order to uh, increase bicyclist awareness of the you know problems of the dangerous that, that could be around them so I cannot tell you about the exact results yet but I can make you sure that would be exciting <laughs> so maybe if it's a loading zone that you're interested in uh, you'd be maybe putting extra signage around loading zones where a bicycle might come into contact and you really want to know the efficiency that that sign is going to work and let bicycle or that people on a bicycle are really going to notice that sign and take extra precaution that there might be a truck entering the bicycle lane. That's right. But, you know, it's not the only variable that is, you know, effective here. So it depends, you know, depending on the traffic volume at that specific area, you know, depending on the maybe even weather, depending on the bicyclist awareness depending on many different variables bicyclists might behave differently so we want to change different levels of different variables and at each of those levels we want to make sure that bicyclists are really we want to make sure that our design is effective under any circumstances so can your simulator actually uh, create a virtual reality where it is raining and very little visibility and maybe even uh, the the road is shiny from from the rain? Uh, we are working on that, but uh, I think it's possible, but it, it might be very difficult. It needs maybe a lot of coding and maybe improvement in our current hardware and software. Um, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Interesting. So you mentioned um, in your research, or you mentioned that Portland is expecting a jump in uh, bicycle rides that are going to happen. So I'm a bicycle rider. Um, So based on your research or what you've read, what are some changes that you would like to see in sort of traffic laws or the way sort of intersections are laid out for cyclists or for drivers? What are some changes Mm -hmm. you'd like to see? So... We want to have bicycle-friendly cities. And this means that we need to develop our current infrastructure in a way that it could accommodate both you know, motorized and non-motorized ways of transportation safely at the same time. I'm sure that you have seen those green boxes at some intersections where bicyclists would stop in front of the vehicles or vehicles would stop behind the bicyclist at this at some signalized intersection and that's basically because of because of a phenomenon called right hook crashes when a vehicle wants to turn right and a bicycle wants to go straight and they have a conflict and it's very common and a lot of you know Injuries and fatalities happen in Oregon because of that. And we had the, a research on uh, this you know, specific topic in our lab. So uh, we want to have some similar engineering uh, interventions, I can call, and engineering treatments in order to reduce the uh, severity, at least. At, at, at least I can say reduce the severity of 
you know, bicycle and truck accidents or bicycle and any other type of vehicles accidents. Very cool. So I want to remind the listeners that you are listening to Inspiration Dissemination on KBVR Corvallis. And we are talking to Masood Abadi about his research with bicycles and truck interactions in traffic. And so, Masood, uh, I want to know, actually, how you got started now that we know what you're doing now. Let's go way back and figure out what really uh, drove you to to pursue science and engineering. Uh that's a great question. So uh, I was always interested in mathematics and physics, and I was good at it. And so choosing engineering was kind of a no-brainer for me. And uh, But at the same time that I, I really like mathematics and physics, I really love dealing with human being. I really like studying human behavior. So... When I started my study at civil engineering, I thought that there is a gap between between what I was looking for and what I had at that time. And that was something related to human behavior and studying human. So I really like to deal with live humans instead of dealing with dead concrete. <laughs> so... I thought transportation engineering might be a better opportunity for me. And it was. I, I, I'm really happy because, you know, transportation engineering is kind of a multidisciplinary major. We do a lot of things that are very close to human factors. We do a lot of things that are very close to psychology. And, you know, all these ideas of eye tracking. And I really love dealing with these cause and effect relationships uh, that was what i that was the reason i'm now in transportation engineering do you remember when you discovered that transportation engineering was going to be the field that you wanted to go into that it married both of these parts that, of the world that you're interested in when did that discovery happen so uh i can't think of a very sharp you know, section of my life that I said, okay, transportation is the right uh, part. But, you know, something that is really important and interesting about transportation and traffic engineering is that everyone is dealing with our major each day. So we make some interventions, we make some treatments that is dealing with everyone's life, with your daily life. So... When you want to just cross this signalized intersection, you might not know that there are a lot of things happening behind the scene. You know, there are a lot of elements in traffic signal design. I really like that. You know, when I was thinking of how to be very effective, how, to, how, how, how can I influence my, you know, surrounding environment, I thought tra traffic engineering is the right choice. You know, for example, on one of the uh, studies that I was involved in, we worked on smart red clearance extensions. And I don't know, have you ever noticed that we have an all red phase on each signalized intersection? So something like half a second to one second. Where all of the red lights at the... Intersection are, are red. Yes. Okay. That's right. 
and no one can you know proceed mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. and so we don't want the public to know about that maybe <laughs> but uh, there are a lot of things going just there are a lot of studies going for just that half a second or one second of interval so it's just that little built-in in case someone runs a red light that no one else will be in the intersection. That's right. Or if someone enters intersection at the very end of yellow, mm -hmm. so we give him the opportunity to clear intersection before any other conflicting movements get into it. So that's not just some lawmaker who wants me to stop at a red light. Mm -hmm. It's actually for my safety. And there's been uh, days or at least years of research that have gone into this very thing. That's right. Wow. That's right. Very that's cool. So, Masood, how did you decide? So, so you did. Um, you had some previous work in transportation engineering, where you got a. You uh, were doing engineering in your undergraduate, and then you did a master's in transportation engineering. Yes. And then, so when did you decide that you wanted to do a PhD? So, um, I should add a third category to <laughs> the things that I really love. Okay. One was mathematics and physics. The second one was human behavior. And the third one is teaching. Teaching. I love teaching. You know, and maybe I love it more than anything else in my professional life. So if I want, I, it is my ultimate goal to be a university professor one day. And to get that goal, I knew that I have to get a PhD degree. So that actually took me, that actually brought me here. What about uh, teaching do you love? Where did that come from? Uh, so it's a very interesting story. So I'm the last child of my family, and my sister is 16 years older, older than I. So, and she's a teacher, high school teacher. She teaches Persian uh, literature. And I remember that when I was just a 10-year-old child, she used to bring, you know, students' assignment to our house. And I used to grade their, you know, assignments. I was just 10 years old. They were high school students. Oh, wow. And, you know, and w whenever I, I was with my sister and I could see the shine in, you know, in her eyes when he was dealing with her students and I'm sure that shine that her heart was also shining I that was a great feeling for me so my sister was always an icon for me she is still an icon for me so just looking at her and looking how happy she is when she's dealing with her student and when she's teaching and, uh, you know, being with a teacher all the time since childhood, uh, yeah, the, my teaching, my love for teaching definitely goes back to that time. Great. So you, uh, you knew you wanted to be a teacher and you were in Tehran, right? So how did you end up here at Oregon State University? <laughs> so I actually applied for eight different schools at the United States and, you know, so the research is at its highest in U.S. compared to other countries. So I really wanted to get my Ph.D. degree here. I had the opportunity to go to Europe and Canada, but I really liked it in here. So I got four admissions uh, plus assistantship. Uh, it was from University of 
Alabama, University of Connecticut, University of Vermont, and Oregon State University. And my advisor is a very famous person in his area of expertise. And uh, Oregon is a very beautiful place to live, and the weather is very pleasant here. Um, yeah, all of these uh, brought me to Oregon. Very cool. So, so you're working towards your PhD, and how much longer do you have? Um, one year, one to one and a half. Okay, and so you've got big plans for the bicycle simulator. Yes. Very excited. Can you remind the listeners one more time of uh, just a little bit about what you do? Sure. So as traffic congestion grows in many urban areas, cities are encouraging bicycling as an alternative to cars. And as bicycle grows in popularity, conflicts between bicycles and other vehicles also increase. And in recent years, bicycle fatality has increased, despite the fact that the total traffic fatalities have increased, have decreased. So, and bicycle truck crashes are very, very severe because there is a huge difference between bicycle mass and truck mass, different in inertia. So the consequence is really severe. We are doing a study in our in OSU bicycle simulator in order to study the behavior of cyclists around loading zones and around trucks in order to make sure that we can have the most efficient traffic signs and most efficient striping in order to make sure that we are doing our job uh, in order to increase bicyclist safety. So definitely be on the lookout for those uh, improvements to bicycle, more bicycle-friendly cities in the future. Maybe Masood has something to do with it. <laughs> so, uh, Masood, we're, um, we're getting close to time, but I just want have one more question before our, our two traditions and in inspiration dissemination, and I want to know what you plan to do. Of course, we, we know that you want to be a university professor, but what do you plan to do in the future in transportation engineering specifically? Uh, sure. You know, I have some ideas that I really like to have the opportunities to follow them. For example, I was, I'm always thinking that music has a strong effect on driver's behavior. I really like to do a joint project with a professor from you know, music department and some other guys from psychology and human factor in order to investigate the driver's behavior when they are listening to a very sad song, to their favorite song, to a song that is nostalgic to them. I'm, sh I'm pretty sure that that would be very interesting. And we can add a section to DMV manual that, hey, guys, don't listen to this music, this type of music. It's just like driving under influence. I think it's no, <laughs> it, it doesn't. Don't it, get too pumped up that yeah. you're like <laughs> or not a nice person yes. on the road. <laughs> or the influence of bad music, maybe. Yeah. yeah I really like to focus more on driver's behavior. I really like it. Very cool. Well, uh, we do have two traditions on inspiration dissemination and uh, which is the first one Mackenzie the first tradition is that we ask our guests um, for advice this advice could be for someone who might be going into your field or might be more general advice so what advice do you have for us tonight so I really like to ask 
all the bicyclists, because we have a lot of them in Corvallis, please don't listen to music while you are riding your bicycle and please wear a helmet. These are very important. You know, distracted bicycling is very, very dangerous. And it could have, it could make, you know, very severe consequences. So I really ask you, beg you all not to listen to music <laughs> when you're riding your bike and please wear a helmet. I definitely have to listen to that one on the music. So I, I do as well. I wear a helmet, but I listen with one earbud in and I prefer a podcast over music. What do you think about that? Uh, that should work. That Maybe. should work. Okay, I got. I <laughs> got your blaring loudly. I do see those with the the full noise canceling earphones on when they're yeah, bicycling. Though it's very yeah, it's it makes me anxious. So um, anyway, our second tradition is that we like to play a, a song by your request, and this will be the song that will close out your interview. And uh, let's just uh, tell tell us what the song is and why you decided to to so, say it. Uh, this is a Persian song called Dustaram Zendegiro, which means I love life. And it happens to everyone that sometimes you feel tired, you feel disappointed. To me, whenever I, I'm down, I just listen to this music. It's full of energy. And even though you don't understand the words, you don't know the language, but I'm sure you can understand the great feeling in that in this music um i love life yeah great so um masood we thank you so much for being on inspiration dissemination and sharing your story thank you so much and uh from mckenzie and i uh do you have anything else to say to uh the listeners uh sure i really like to thank some people in my life that made you know huge difference so First of all, I, I really like to thank my advisor, Dr. David Hurwitz. He's a great guy, and I'm learning a lot from him. I really like to thank my sister. Uh, whatever I have is because of you. I really like to thank my parents. It's been a while that I haven't seen them, and I don't know when I can see them again, but uh, thank you. Thank you, guys. And I really like to thank my wife. She's always with me. She's supporting me. I love you, Maryam. <laughs> and thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Masood. And here is Masood's song, I Love Life. Mizare be kuche wo